The following program is made possible by the faithful friends and supporters of Higher Aim. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I know that God is going to use this message to touch your life. Today, we are talking about the sixth of the final seven words that Jesus spoke from the cross. It is finished. Maybe you need some things completed in your life. Today could be that turning point. Stay tuned. I'm just so glad you've come because I want to talk to you about my Jesus. And so therefore, I want to invite you to take your, your Bibles, if you have them, and I want you to turn to John, John's account, there in John chapter 19, starting with verse 23. We want to read this passage, which is very, very important. It speaks of the passion of Christ. The Bible says this, when the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. This is what he, the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here's your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Later knowing that everything had now been finished and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. He said this word, and it's the, the, the Koine Greek word, tetelestai, tetelestai. Why don't you say that out loud with me? Tetelestai. It literally means it is finished. However, for you and I to fully understand this, I need to, to give you a grammar lesson in Koine Greek. You see, the power and the impact of this one word, it is finished, cannot be fully comprehended without an understanding of the original language in which it was written and in which Jesus spoke, tetelestai. That word, tetelestai, is in the perfect passive indicative tense in the Scripture. Now, I want this to be more than a grammar lesson for you, for there is much power uh, when we look at this word. The Koine Greek, the, the language the New Testament was written in, was common. In fact, that's what the word koine means, common. It was the common language, but let me just tell you something. To understand this language that was only used between 330 BC to 330 AD is a very complex thing. They have tenses in that language that 
we do not have and do not extrapolate into an English translation of the Bible. And that's why you have to study it in the original language to get the full depth and understanding of what Jesus said. You see, we have nothing like the perfect tense of the Koine Greek language in English. For you see, the perfect tense of this word tetelestai is describing something that is very powerful. The, the perfect tense in the Koine Greek is a combination of the present tense, which is very linear and ongoing, and the aorist tense, which is a, uh, a past tense, punctiliar, point-in-time reference. It is in the, the passive voice which describes the subject of the sentence being acted upon, and it's in the indicative mood that uh, is a statement of fact. Now, with all of that said, let me tell you what this means. When Jesus said, to die, he was saying, it is finished. It is finished now, and it will be finished with ongoing response and ongoing action throughout all eternity. It will keep on going on. It is finished now, and it will be finished forever, complete, without any separation of that finished work of Christ being interrupted or disconnected. So when you and I understand this word tetelestai in its full meaning, it gives us a better understanding of what Jesus was actually saying when he said tetelestai. For you see, you need to understand this was not a, a word of surrender. It was a victory shout. It was a culmination of what he had come to do. This is not about surrender. This is about completion. And so you and I need to understand several things. First of all, you and I need to ask ourselves, what was finished? What was accomplished? And I want to give you several things. First of all, I would tell you, what was first finished was all the promises and the prophecies concerning the Messiah were now completed. Jesus who died for you and for me, when he said to Telestai, he was saying everything that the Messiah was to do has been totally completed and fulfilled. Even in this passage that we have read tonight, we understand the, the impact of even how they would divide up his garments and how that was fulfilled from an Old Testament passage. Everything that could be fulfilled in the Messiah is now fulfilled in Christ. There's no one that could put all of this together. This was no orchestration of man, no, no manipulation of a group, but rather this is the hand of God. And therefore, you and I need to understand that all the promises that God ever made to his children, all the promises of every prophetic word that was ever spoken concerning the coming of the Messiah and the finished work of the Messiah, was completely finished in Jesus Christ when he yelled out with victory to Telestai. It was also a description of all the practices are completed. They're finished. No longer 
Is there a need to sacrifice baby lambs? No longer is the need to offer blood upon the altar of the mercy seat, if you will, in the temple. In fact, you know what the Bible tells us in another one of the passages that when Jesus died, the veil of the temple was rent in two from top to bottom, not from the bottom to the top, but from the top to the bottom. And this was not a flimsy curtain. This was a curtain that Josephus tells us that, that, uh, that horses would have a difficult time pulling it apart, but it was ripped from top to bottom, a description of God's hand describing that no longer is there a necessary platform, no longer is there any practice that needs to be performed where any more blood needs to be shed for the forgiveness of sins and the covering of for you and for your family. It was all completed, tetelestai, in Jesus Christ. He was also saying, tetelestai, I have finished, I have completed my path. For 33 and a half years, Jesus lived on this planet, and for three and a half years, he poured out his life in ministry and service to people who desperately needed to understand who God was, and they saw who God was because God walked with them. And though you and I would say 33 and a half years is not long enough, I'm going to tell you something, it was long enough for Jesus to complete his path. And he had completed his work, and he had done everything, said everything, performed every miracle, spoken every parable, healed every individual that God desired him to do, and paid the ultimate price for you and for me on the cross. That's what he was saying very clearly. Tetelestai, it is finished. My path is complete. I have run my course. I have finished my race. It is through now complete, both in the past with ongoing consequences, but he was also describing it is finished, a payment for all sin, for all our sin, for, for your sin, for my sin, for anyone's sin who would come and turn in repentance to Jesus Christ, that they themselves would be able to experience real forgiveness of God. And so therefore, the payment was once and for all paid for all of your past sins, all of your present sins, and all of your future sins. You need to understand, you have already been bought and paid for. You are clean in Christ, and this is very important, and you and I need to grab hold of this, that no longer do we have to make amends, no longer do we need to crawl on our knees, no longer do we have to pay to... Uh, play in order to be forgiven, if you will, but we have been forgiven. The payment has been made and has been made with the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what he's done for you, and that's what he's done for me, and that's why we are here to celebrate that and to understand what he said, to tell us die. it is finished. But he is also describing that the power of Satan is now over. The power of Satan is now broken over you and over me. And this is very, very important that you grab hold of this. I apologize somewhat by uh, increasing my volume, but I can't help but be excited about telling you this. I can't help but being engaged by telling you this. I can't hold back from telling you this because when I think about what he has done and what he has said when it is finished, and knowing that no longer does the evil one have anything on me, 
And though he may know everything about me and everything about you and have a record of all the things that you have ever done that he could ever accuse you of in front of the Father, let me tell you what happened. And for me to describe this, I don't want to give you my words. I want to allow the Apostle Paul to speak with unbelievable clarity and focus. So take your Bibles and turn over to Colossians chapter 2. It's right after chapter 1. And there in chapter 2, I want you to look at verse 13 through 15. You ought to underline these verses in your Bible. And these are important. Anytime you feel condemned, anytime you feel guilty, anytime you feel shame in your life, which comes from someone else or the evil one himself, you need to remember what Jesus did when he said to tell us die. This is what he did. The Bible says this, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Now let me speak to you in plain English. Let me just tell you what Jesus did for you and for me. Cameras, you need to follow me here. When Jesus died on the cross, When he died for you and when he died for me, here's what happened. God took the legal document, the legal document that had a list of all of your sins, all of the sins that you have ever committed, are committing, and will ever commit. He took that document and when Jesus died on the cross, he nailed it to the cross. Do you understand what was happening? Jesus was paying the price at that moment. And there was a legal transaction that happened. That Jesus took all of our sins. And there is nothing that Satan has in his hands, no authority that he has over your body, over your life, over your future, and over your present. Satan's power has been broken, it's been dashed, and it is totally gone and done with. You are set free because Jesus has died for you and he has paid the price. And all that documentation and all the lists that you have in your mind, all the lists that you have in your heart, all of those lists that you have in your past that you have felt so much like a failure before God and you quite frankly, and I am quite frankly, am. God took all of that. And Jesus paid for all of that. I don't know about you, but man, that gets me pumped. That gets me excited. So he's got no authority over me. You go, well, then why do I feel like he does? That's because you and I have a tendency to get sucked in to his shaming and the shaming of people who are being used as his tongue to try to pull your flesh back from what God has already said, you need to know the power of Satan has been broken in your life once and for all. Tetelestai, it's finished. There are no more battles to fight. You don't have to fight the evil one. He's already been defeated. He's already been defeated. 
He's already been defeated, and you need to identify with that and embrace that and enjoy that and celebrate that. You see, this is powerful. This is a word of consummation, I have tried to tell you. It is all completed. It is finished. But this big word, tetelestai, like I told you, it's a common word. And Jesus had that liquid in his mouth so everyone could hear, tetelestai. You see, he died with a word of victory. You see, how was that word used? Well, there's several things I want to tell you about how that word was used. Number one, it was used by a servant. You see, when a servant was given uh, a responsibility, when a servant was given a task by his master to complete that task with great quality, great effort, and great skill, and, and great sensitivity to every minute detail was very, very important. And so after the completion of a task that had been assigned by the master to a servant, the servant would finally come and say, I have finished the task that you have given me to tell us time. It's finished. And it was with great joy he could look into his master's eyes and say, it's finished. The work that you have given me to do is completely completed. That is a powerful thing. But it was also, just like Jesus being obedient all the way to death on the cross, it was not only used by a servant, but the word was also used by a priest. Do you know that? You see, the lamb that would be sacrificed in the temple courts had to be inspected by a priest to make sure that there were no blemishes, no marks, no bones that had ever been broken. And, and the priest would go through with great detail and great effort to examine every lamb, every animal that was brought to be sacrificed. You see, God was to only have the best. And finally, after that sacrifice, without any blemish, with all purity, and with all perfection, was verified by the priest. After that exam, the priest would hand that lamb back to the individual, and he would look at him and say, Tetelestai, it is finished. The lamb is complete. It is worthy of sacrifice. Do you understand the power of this word? Do you understand the depth of this word when Jesus said it is finished? But it was not only used by a servant and, and by a priest, but it was used by an artist who painstakingly had, had worked with a, a painting for days, weeks, months, sometimes years, making sure all of the hues were correct, all of the, the the picture was in full view and the last stroke complete. And finally, as they would last put their signature on the painting, that the beautiful portrait was complete, they would take a step back and say, Tetelestai, the picture is complete. Do you understand? The picture of our faith is all pointed toward the cross on which Jesus died. For you see, that's the picture that you and I need to have, that he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The portrait that God wants you to understand through all of the books of the Bible is that it all points to the cross. And he 
is perfect in color and hue and the completion of the work. And God has affixed his signature to the work of Jesus upon the cross to tell us die. However, there is more here, and that was simply for us to grab hold of the understanding that this word, tetelestai, was often used by a merchant, someone who would sell an animal, someone who would sell a piece of property, someone who would uh, sell a commodity. And therefore, you and I need to understand that just as today, back then, credit was often offered. People didn't always buy things, cash and carry. And sometimes a merchant would carry the note, and he would hold collateral, and he would hold a piece of paper that would document every payment. And finally that day, when all payments were made, and when all responsibilities were finally released for the securing of that loan, because now the money had been paid with interest completely, he would take that bill of sale and he would stamp upon it these words, tetelestai, paid in full, complete, finished, tetelestai. The, the hues of this word are very powerful. What death did to Jesus was nothing. What Jesus did to death. And you and I can understand that he has paid the ultimate price for your freedom and your forgiveness, my freedom and my forgiveness. And when he said from the cross to Telestai, he was saying, it is finished. Let me tell you a story and, and we'll conclude. Years ago, a little boy was watching his parents pay the bills together. And month after month, he watched them sit around the kitchen table with a stack of bills and write checks and put those checks in an envelope to, to mail them to the creditors. And finally, he thought to himself, these people sent a bill and my parents paid it. So as an eight-year-old, he began to put two and two together and one morning he came down to breakfast and slipped a note underneath his breakfast plate. And he wrote these words, for making my bed today, 10 cents. The next morning came and sure enough, he looked under the plate and there was 10 cents. So he upped the ante just a bit and said, for making my bed, and for picking up my clothes and hanging them in the closet, 25 cents. Wrote that down, put it underneath his breakfast plate. The next morning, he came to breakfast with great excitement, and yes, there was 25 cents. And he got even more bold, and he wrote another note for doing the lawn, uh, for edging the grass, for raking the leaves, 50 cents. And he put it under his plate. And the next morning, waiting for that payment, instead, there was no 50 cents, but there was a note from his mother. And she wrote this, for going down to the valley of the shadow of death to bring you into this world, no charge, no charge. For hours of sleepless nights, praying over your fevered brow in times of sickness, 
no charge. For eight years of cleaning your room, cooking your meals, darning your socks, no charge. For 96 months of washing your clothes and making you a happy home, no charge, no charge. Can I tell you that Jesus left glory. He left the worship of the angelic host and came to this earth to be born of a virgin. No charge, no charge. He would walk among men for 33 and a half years and bring men into his inner circle to pour into them, to help them understand what the character of God and the purpose of God was all about. And sometimes they would not understand and sometimes they did not get it, but still he was faithful and loving, full of grace. No charge, no charge. Jesus would go all the way to the cross after being betrayed and denied, slapped and mocked. He would be nailed between two thieves, between time and eternity for your sin and my sin. No charge, no charge. And he busted through that dark, dank, tomb on the third day and he came alive again to set you and me free. No charge. No charge. You know why? Tetelestai. 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 It is finished. In just a moment, Dr. Dodd will return with a closing thought. Are you a power mom? Would you like to be? What does that even mean? During the month of May, we celebrate moms. So if you're a mom or you know one, we have a gift for you. We'd like to send you an audio CD of Dr. Dodd's message entitled, How to Become a Power Mom. You'll discover what that means and how to become one. To receive your free copy of How to Be a Power Mom, call or go online today. Well, the big question I need to ask you, Is there anything unfinished in your life? You see, Jesus has paid the price for all of us, and he wants us to live in that freedom. But I know I'm talking to some people who are just so bound up in the past, you can't get over it. And you need to hear the words of Jesus to you. It is finished. And come to the place where you stop condemning yourself for sin that you've already confessed and that Jesus has set you free from. Dutelestai. I want to invite you to call us, especially if you're wrestling about something right now. If you need somebody to pray for you, we have people who are standing by who are prayerfully expecting your call right now. They'll pick up the phone and listen and pray with you. And especially if you've never met Christ, oh, please call us. We are on this station preaching this simple message that forgiveness, freedom, and joy, and real peace on the inside is only available to us in Christ. It's Jesus plus nothing. And if today you've never received Christ, I pray that today you'd call us, you'd call that number on the screen, and tell someone just out front, I I need Christ. And they will lead you in a simple prayer to receive Christ. Would you call us? Would you connect with us? Let us know what God is doing in your life. And, And by the way, even during the week, 
If you have a prayer request and you want our prayer team to pray for you, go to our website at higheraim.org and submit that prayer request. There are chances for you to sign up for one of our devotional every day that can come to you to your email. It's all free. And speaking of free, we would love to send you just a thank you gift for watching and being part of this ministry. So call us and let us know that you would like to connect. We want to bless you with this free gift. So call us right now. God bless you. Until next time, keep focusing on the higher aim. And it's all in Christ. God bless you. Until next time. Thank you for joining us on Higher Aim. Have you been encouraged by what you've heard today? We would love to hear from you. Call 1-800-491-4400. Visit us at higheraim.org or write to us at Higher Aim, Post Office Box 8100, Omaha, Nebraska 68108. Thank you again for joining us. See you next time on Higher Aim. The preceding program was brought to you by the faithful supporters of Higher Aim.